Hey, podcast family. In this episode, I'm going to cover what I was supposed to cover about two days ago, but I'm back on track. Well, at least I'm back on track for this episode. Because in this session, we're going to get into the data on Zerzuvi. What a cool name, right? Zerzuvi. That is the oral form of Brexanolone. So a lot of words being thrown around and a lot of things in press right now. So in this episode, we're going to make sense of it all. We're going to combine the data from the clinical trials. We're going to put in commentaries that have been published. And even at the end of the episode, I'm going to tell you what ACOG said as a quick little blurb on August the 9th. Now, just as point of reference, we're recording this episode on August the 10th, 2023. So ACOG just put out its little blurb regarding this new oral medication called Surzuvi yesterday. All right. So in this episode, because postpartum depression is such a big deal and we've got to do better for our patients, let's get into understanding Zerzuvi. Medicine moves real fast. We're here to help us all keep up the pace. This is Clinical Pearls. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is such an important issue. I mean, postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis is real. And I remember we thought, oh, it's postpartum blues, you'll be fine. And no, it's postpartum depression, and you'll get over that. Uh, th- this is a big deal that affects many, many women. And some women don't, quote, get over that. That's a terrible t- thing to say to anybody who's suffering with any kind of mental health condition. In 2019, Brexanolone, which was better known as Zorelso, became the first postpartum depression drug that received FDA approval. Remember, that's Zoreso or Brexanolone. And that's not necessarily what we're covering today, but they are both related because they are sister medications. Now, while we have previously discussed the IV version of this medication, which again is the first one that gained FDA approval for that specific indication, postpartum depression, and we've done that in previous episodes, In this episode, we're going to tackle the new novel oral form of that same antidepressant that's made a lot of news in that first week of August, in the first week of this month. In the clinical trial, this medication was known as SAGE-217. And the reason it was SAGE-217, because SAGE is the name of the company, the manufacturer that made this medication. So SAGE-217, whenever you read the clinical trial, we're talking about the same medication that's now gained FDA approval. Of course, we no longer call it SAGE-217. It's now called by its non-branded name, Seranolone, or by the branded name, Surzuvi. And just as a point of disclosure, no, they are not a sponsor of this episode, and I do not have any financial ties or interests in this company or this medication. 
So these names are similar, but we can't get them confused, okay? The IV medication is brexanolone, and the new oral medication is zuranolone. So you can see how they're related, right? Brexanolone and zuranolone. Yep, a lot has happened in the first week of August 2023 regarding postpartum depression. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration did approve this medication, zuranolone, for the oral treatment of postpartum depression. And again, it is the first FDA-approved oral pill specifically for that indication. We're going to look at the mechanism of action. We're going to take a look at a special FDA warning that ended up on a black box on the approval of this medication, Zoranolone, and let you know what that's about. And we're going to figure out what ACOG's viewpoint regarding this approval is at the end of the episode. When Brexanolone, the IV medication, was first approved, it caused a lot of buzz because it was finally something out there for postpartum depression. But it also drew a bunch of heavy criticism, you guys, because it had a cost that was like a car. All right, so let me explain this. IV Brexanolone was and still is a one-time treatment. It's an IV infusion that's about 34 thousand US dollars. All right. So if you're in the UK, you got to do the pound conversion there. If you're in Australia, I'm not sure what that is. But in the US, that's a lot of change. 34,000. So a lot of the criticism from professional societies is like, hey, this thing may work. I get that. Yet the IV infusion is like multiple hours long. And there's some hypertension issues with it. Uh, and 34 grand? Really? $34,000? Uh, who's going to do that? And so that's why the company said, okay, I think we, we, we found something here that totally works, but maybe an oral form would be better. You think? The answer is yes. But, but what does the data show? So we're going to dive into this, okay? Now, Brexanolone, which was Zarelso, uh, let's get into that biochemistry first uh, and that uh, pharmacomechanics, because it's very similar, of course, to this new oral medication, which is Zoranolone. So Brexanolone and Zoranolone are both uh, synthetic derivatives of allopregnenolone, all right? Allopregnenolone. We covered this in a previous episode. What allopregnenolone is, it's a neurosteroid that naturally decreases after childbirth and in those women, those individuals that are very sensitive to this decrease, that is what could trigger this altered mood state. Is that wild or what? So allopregnenolone may be at the heart or one of the facets, not the only facet, but one of the facets, uh, at least on a biochemical and neurochemical level for postpartum depression. So noting, of course, that that this is the issue, that's how IV brexanolone uh, came into being, okay? And it does work. But again, I want to a focus on, on the mechanism of action of its sister compound, which is the oral formulation that just got approved uh, the first week of August 2023. Now, I don't want to get too ahead of myself or ourselves here because I do want to put this into perspective because when you read a headline, hey, new medication for postpartum depression, you're like, great, we got another medication. New medications are out there all the time. But, but this is really unique because even though there's antidepressants of a variety of types that can be used in postpartum depression, there wasn't one specifically for, for the neurochemistry uh, for postpartum depression. So this really is a big deal. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, mental health conditions are among the leading cause of maternal mortality 
And according to ACOG's Committee Opinion 757, postpartum depression is among the most common non-medical complications during and after pregnancy and is a big source of preventable mortality, mainly because of suicide. How tragic is that? You can find more information on that on ACOG's Committee Opinion 757, which is screening for perinatal depression. If you don't follow the CDC's MMWR report, you really should. Uh, I get email alerts for this regarding uh, gynecology and obstetrics. And, and it is a, a great review of what's going on, a snapshot on the health of the U.S., so to speak. Well, according to the MMWR in the U.S., it's estimated that about one in seven women experience symptoms of postpartum depression. Remember, not baby blues, not I'm just kind of tired, but real diagnosis criteria fulfilling postpartum depression. That's one in seven. That's insane. And about half of all cases of postpartum depression go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed uh, because they don't have either appropriate training or appropriate screening for this very common condition. Okay, let's get into Zerzuve. That's a cool name, Zerzuve. Sometimes I say Zerzuve, sometimes I say Suzervi. I think it's Zerzuve. That's the right way to say it. But, you know, leave it to me to butcher stuff because English is a second language. The approval of Zerzuve to treat women with postpartum depression was based on the NEST clinical development program that included two studies in adult women with postpartum depression. These studies were called the Robin Study and the Skylark Study. The results of the Robin trial were first presented at the 32nd European College of Neuropsychopharmacology at their Congress, which was on September the 8th, 2019. Listen to that college again, right? The European College of Neuropsychopharmacology. That is a cool word, neuropsychopharmacology. My goodness, I'm just a simple gynecologist. You see, that doesn't have any weight, gynecology. But then you say you're a neuropsychopharmacologist. Uh, yeah, hands down, that's a cooler name. I think I've said this in the past. That's why, you know, names are so catchy, right? I mean, Zerzuvi, how did you come up with that? Neuropsychopharmacology, that's pretty cool. That's a whole Congress. That really is a whole society. And they did meet on September the 8th, 2019, when the Robin trial first came out. Uh, but that's why I don't call a C-section a C-section anymore. Y'all remember what I said in some previous episode? Uh, it's much cooler, I think. It's much heavier. It's much hipper to say vaginal bypass surgery. Isn't that better? Now, this patient is going to need a vaginal bypass surgery. What is that? C-section. I, once again, I have totally derailed. Let's get back on track. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, so the results of the Robin trial were presented in 2019, and we'll cover that in just a minute. But I just want to jump forward just for a bit for the Skylark trial, because that really was the one that got the FDA's approval, all right? The Skylark trial was the phase three randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial that looked to see if Zoranolone 50 milligrams compared to placebo uh, actually did something. And these patients didn't have mild symptoms. They all had severe postpartum depression. The 200 patients enrolled in the study were randomized to receive Zoranolone 50 milligrams or a placebo once nightly for just 14 days. So that's, that's the first clinical pearl, y'all. This is not like take it for months. It is 14 days and then your treatment is done. Okay, that so that's very reassuring if it works. The short answer is yes, it seems it works. And the nice thing is, as a bonus, uh, that is only for two weeks. People in this study were then followed for an additional four weeks after medication completion. This study was conducted by Dr. Clayton et al. And they were out of the University of Virginia School of Medicine. The results of this study was published online on May the 3rd, 2023 in the American Journal of Psychiatry. The title, of course, is Zoranolone for the Treatment of Adults with Major Depressive Disorder, a Randomized Placebo-Controlled Phase 3 Trial. It's interesting that they didn't include the, the word or the term or the diagnosis postpartum depression. I, 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 I don't know. It, it, it was exactly in who uh, they treated it, but the title just says uh, Treatment of Adults with Major Depressive Disorder. So, okay, fine. In this study, the phase three trial, the results did favor Zoranolone regardless of the use of some other antidepressant therapy, which was may have been in use. And in this case, it was about 30% of the patients who were also taking another uh, form of antidepressant. Patients with anxiety who received the active drug experienced improvement in anxiety symptoms compared with the patients who received placebo. And the reason that they had that anxiolytic effect is based on the mechanism of action. All right, we're going to get into that in a minute. But but here's a good point for us to say the reason that it's also an anxiolytic, which is a big component of, of, of major depression, is because it works on the GABA receptor. And we'll talk about the mechanism here in more detail just coming up in a few seconds. Okay, so let's do some quick clinical pearls in both of the studies, the Robin and the Skylark, the phase three study. Both of them met their primary endpoint, which was a significant mean reduction from baseline in the 17-item Hamilton rating scale for depression. All right, that's the Hamilton 17. In the Skylark study, evaluating Zoranolone 50, all key secondary endpoints were met with significant reduction in depressive symptoms as early as day three, and it was maintained maintained with that effect up until day 45. Now, remember, treatment is only 14 days, but they, they said, hey, I feel better starting on day three, which is remarkable, and results continued until the 45-day mark. Zerzuvi was generally well-tolerated with a consistent safety profile across both studies. The most common side effects greater than 5% recorded were somnolence, dizziness, diarrhea, fatigue, and urinary tract infection. Now, the label does include a warning that instructs healthcare providers to advise patients that if you're going to take this oral medication, because it does hit that GABA receptor, it is a type of depressant on the CNS. So here's a clinical pearl. The FDA did add a black box warning to this drug, noting that it can impair a person's ability to drive and perform other potentially hazardous activities. So they cannot drive. 
So let me clarify that for a minute, because it's not like they can't drive for the 45 days, all right? That's not the case. The label states that they are not supposed to operate heavy machinery or participate in hazardous activities, including driving, until at least 12 hours after Suzuki administration and for the duration of the 14 days, all right? So while you're on the medication and for 12 hours after, then then don't, take the, don't, don't do anything crazy. Don't drive in case you have that somnolence. Uh, and it's a potential uh, patient safety issue. Now that we've covered that, let's briefly get into the pharmacology here. I mean, how does this thing work? Well, it's very similar to brexanolone, right? Remember, these two are sister compounds. One is IV, one is oral. Sirzuvi is a once-daily oral 14-day medication that, again, is only indicated for postpartum depression. It's that same neuroactive steroid that hits the GABA-A receptor. And by definition, the FDA calls this a PAM molecule, P-A-M, right? That is a positive allosteric modulator of allopregnenolone. So it's very similar to brexanolone, but of course, in an oral derivative. Now, what distinguishes this medication from brexanolone is that it has much better oral bioavailability and it does not have to be administered IV, hence, obviously, hello, the oral formulation. It can be taken orally like any conventional antidepressant with the one issue being this issue of sedation or somnolence that can come with it. Now, this makes sense, right? You remember pharmacology? You remember the GABA system? The GABA system is the major inhibitory signaling pathway of the brain and the CNS, and it contributes to regulating a lot of CNS functions and activity. So GABA-positive allosteric modulators are medications that are used to treat a variety of things, including seizure activity, uh, anxiety, it's an anxiolytic, it's been used to treat alcohol withdrawal and even muscle spasms. And of course, uh, in this uh, particular context, it's used as an atypical antidepressant. So it's not a TCA, it's not an SSRI, it's a GABA-A receptor modulator, okay? So it's a positive allosteric modulator of the GABA-A receptor. Other medications that are in that same category but are used for different indications include things like benzodiazepines or barbiturates or ethanol, and that's why you get this sedation effect. Now, there are also some drugs that hit that same pathway that are, that are used specifically because of its somnolence-giving ability, uh, and that's like Ambien. I mean, Zolpidem, remember, is, is a form uh, of a GABA-A modulator itself. So there's a lot of uses for this thing. So it's very atypical as an antidepressant. It's not a TCA, not an NSRI. It is a GABA-A receptor modulator. All right, now, before we get to the very end, let's put this into perspective. Let's talk about the pros and the cons of this before we get into ACOG's little blurb that just came out yesterday on August the 9th, okay? So the good part about this medication and the pivotal trial is that it did include a very diverse group of women, okay? So it included Hispanic women, included African-American women, and included, of course, Caucasians. So, so that was very good. It wasn't just representative of one patient population. And this diversity, of course, could be a more generalizable for the results across different racial and ethnic groups. So that's very, very good. 
Uh, but on a not-so-positive note, remember that uh, postpartum depression isn't all just biochemical. Remember I said at the beginning that this is one of the potential uh, key factors for postpartum depression, but it's not the only thing. We now know, of course, that uh, you know, sociodemographic issues, interpersonal relationships, uh, poor access to care, all of those things go into and feed and 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 increase and magnify postpartum depression. And this is not going to fix any of that. So that's some of the, the rebuttal to this, which is, hey, yes, we have another medication for postpartum depression. Absolutely fantastic. But don't think, wow, now postpartum depression is going to go out the window. We finally beat this thing. Uh, I mean, it's the like the old polio vaccine. Polio is now gone. Now, you know, postpartum depression, you're now dead. Not the case. Number one, we still don't know how much this costs. Two, it doesn't tackle all of the social factors, obviously, of this medication. But as a benefit, again, it was studied in a diverse population. As a benefit, it is oral and doesn't require IV use. And as a benefit is that we need something specific uh, for postpartum depression because it really can have a different mechanism of action uh, and pathophysiology than non-postpartum depressive individuals. All right, family, a quick word about breastfeeding before we get into what ACOG's little blurb was yesterday on August the 9th. Well, can you breastfeed on this oral medication? Uh, don't know. There, there's just no data on that. So as of right now, the FDA says, hey, we, we don't know. It, it's You would think it'd be okay, but we have no data on that. So women are asked to stop breastfeeding for 14 days while they took the medication and for seven days after that. So this is a big commitment, right? Because breastfeeding is so valuable and it's so wonderful. And if you stop you know, breastfeeding or pumping the breast for a total of 21 days, I mean, that's going to limit production. So if a woman still wants to continue uh, lactation, it's advised to continue uh, pumping the breast but discarding. Uh, or saving the milk uh, before the patient goes on the medication so that the, uh, there's enough milk to give the child in that interim. But the FDA does recommend stopping breastfeeding for 14 days uh, and for the seven days after the active medication is over, right? So for a total of 21 days. All right, everyone, let's wrap this up with the quick little blurb of what ACOG said. Well, the short of it is, more is coming, which is good. But ACOG released this update yesterday evening on August the 9th. Quote, ACOG is encouraged to see that postpartum individuals now have the options to manage a debilitating condition that affects them and their families. ACOG is currently working on updates to its clinical guidance regarding this new treatment option and will make those updates available to members in the coming weeks. As with any condition, treatment approaches should be individualized and patients and healthcare professionals should use shared decision-making, end quote. Okay, we've covered Surzuvi, otherwise known as Zoranolone, the new oral FDA-approved medication for postpartum depression. As always, we're thankful for you, and we're glad that you're part of our podcast community. And we'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.